In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me, my co-host, all the way from across the pond in Derby, England, UK, or wherever... You never know it, Richard. Uh, you never find the ghost finder general himself, the most haunted Richard Felix. How you doing? Good. You got it right. You called it Derby. I know. I am picking up this you're, jargon. You're getting very good at this. All we've got to do now is get you saying Devon, and we'll be all right. <laughs> okay. So, so are you, you in? Da- are you in Derby? I am in Derby. Well, okay. actually, that's not really quite true because I actually live about nine miles away from Derby, in Derbyshire, of course, um, but, um, yeah, in a, in a little village called Thurveston, which goes back to the Doomsday Book uh-huh. of 10, 1086, mm. which was a long, long time ago, and I actually live on a, what we call a medieval motored site. A medieval um, molted site. Medieval, yeah, which is sort of 12th, 13th, whoa, yeah, 10th, 12th, 13th century. Um, and it's it's 30 metres from my house, and there's the original moat, you know, uh, but it wasn't, a, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a castle, it was a, a manor house mm-hmm. um, with a dry moat to keep the animals out from, from, from it. And it's only 30 yards away from me, and I think it's haunted. Ooh, very cool. Yeah, and the only reason I think it's haunted is because uh, many. This is before we've been here, we've been here twenty five years. This this July, mm-hmm. uh, never seen a ghost while I've been here. I'm very pleased to say. But before we <laughs> arrived, um, some some archaeologists were down on the site, um, dousing with you know really that sort of yeah yeah oh yeah because they it's genuine stuff you know archaeologists actually use dousing rods to plot out the uh, foundations of uh, buildings that are buried under the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way as, you know, people douse for water and right, right. douse for, for oil and that sort of stuff. And I, we, nobody knows what happened. I was only told by one of the guys later that the, the father and daughter had to be removed from the site because something something paranormal happened to them while they were dousing on the site. Really? Mm, yeah. And I, I don't know, I'll be honest with you, Ron, I, 
<laughs> I know. I know. I've got an inquisitive. I don't want to know <laughs> because because as I say, it's only thirty meters uh, from my house in in the field, um, and I, it, it, I know this is because you know I'm frightened of ghosts. You know I've always been frightened of ghosts. Right. And and um, although I obviously lived here for twenty five years, I've never ever been down on that field in the dark. Oh, you have to. No, I haven't. We have to do a live broadcast from there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, now let me think how I could... Yeah. No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have to have somebody with me. I've got three dogs, and I walk... Obviously, I walk... Because I live, I live in the middle of... No, I live a third of a mile uh, across the fields. Literally uh, down a farm track with nobody, nobody around me at all. Um, and I don't have a problem at all walking... Walking round my fields, round round up the track to the road, but I've never ever in the 25 years I've been here walked down onto that field with with or without the dogs after dark. Hmm. It's, what a load of rubbish! What a what a what a wuss I am. I guess so. Any anyways, you know, uh, I do have a couple things I want to get out before I forget. Oh, come on, I'll I'll, and, I'll, I'll, it, I'll keep quiet for a minute and let you. My uh, events, you my talk. events, of course. Uh, the the uh, dining with the dead, uh, haunted lighthouses uh, in Portsmouth is this Saturday, and there's only a few tickets left. That thing is, in fact, I think we're going to cut it off. I'm not sure because it's a good sized crowd. And then on Monday we have uh, dining with the dead at the Wyndham Restaurant where you have been, Richard. And yes, very enjoy that. Yeah, and we're going to have uh, very good. We're going to have psychic Debbie Miller, who is going to uh, get messages from beyond, which will be kind of interesting. Right. But uh, you know, on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, uh, there's a, there's a movement to get new T-shirts out called Team Van Helsink. Ooh, so. I actually have one of my fans in in Canada who is designing them, and I've seen the initial designs, and they look cool. I might even hey, wear one. <laughs> this, is, this is for you, Van Helsing. Yeah, Dan, Team Van Helsing. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so anyway. Someone's going to get one done for me then, haven't they, for the Ghost Rider yeah. General? Well, I will definitely get one for you. But <laughs> anyways, uh, you've got uh, some kind of a big event coming up this week, week don't you? We've got one hell of an event coming up. Yeah, we got a royal wedding. A royal wedding? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Surely you're going to be watching it, Ron. Uh, four o'clock in the morning. Believe it or not. Uh, well, it'll be recorded. No, we'll no, believe it, it, believe true, it or yeah. not, my, my wife will. She she loves the royals. She follows them all the time. And he's showing the royals on TV. She's there. And, and oh, believe well, me, well, I mean, it's obviously going to be all over the place because this is this is big because i mean obviously prince prince william who of course is second second in line to the throne mm -hmm. after his father of course prince charles right. um is is getting married to a commoner kate middleton mm. which is absolutely unbelievable it's fabulous you know we're, we're all so thrilled about it because you know some a, a sort of how can I put it? You know, the, the arranged marriages, of course, have been around for, you know, I mean, it's not just sort of in the East. Um, you know, the aristocracy over here, and I'm sure very similar to a certain extent over in the States and everywhere else, uh, arranged marriages have been have taken place for so long. But these two guys um, fell in love at St. Andrews University. G guy and woman, right? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I call everybody guys. Yeah, I know, I know. I do the same Female thing. Female guys do. as well. I, I do that all the time. 
Yeah, Prince William and, and, and Kate Middleton were at um, university together mm-hmm. in, um, in, in St. Andrews, Scotland. And um, they're getting married on, uh, on Friday. And we'll all be there. They're getting married at 11 o'clock uh, Friday morning in Westminster Abbey, where all or most of the kings and queens have, have been, well, gosh, um, crowned, king, uh, married, and, and, of course, the funerals have taken place for the best part of a thousand years. Yep. Quite something. A yeah, really, you know, really, yeah. really big event. And it, it's something that is it, wonderful because it unites the country. Everybody, everybody's thrilled to bits about it. And, and, of course, as you know, only too well, uh, William, Prince William, is, is the daughter of... The daughter? <laughs> Sorry. Prince William is the... Is Here we the, go. Is the, um, the son of, of Princess Diana. Right. You know what's interesting is, as you mentioned, is is that uh, you know Mary and Karma is very, but they actually, I mean, they married almost in the same family. I mean, at times, uh, you know, they married cousins. They married, you know, it's it, it's it's interesting because you know the Romanovs of Russia, of course, the last yep. guys of Russia, right? And and they were all you know massacred, and yeah. but there was supposedly one. Uh, Girl, a woman who was living in yeah, Anastasia, I, believe, I think. Yeah, in in South Carolina, who claimed to be uh, Anastasia. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and and she finally she she passed away. I think uh, last year, or the year before. I'm not quite yeah. sure. Time goes by so quickly. Oh, yeah. Well, as it turns out, what they did is they were able to. Now I'm trying to get. I think it was they got a DNA sample from Prince. Philip, and yeah. they compared it to uh, her to see because evidently there was the same bloodline, and uh, they proved that she was not uh, uh-huh. Anastasia. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Is it, yeah. that's what I was saying. I mean, here we have uh, you know uh, a prince. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it, we'll just say it's Prince Philip, um, and uh, they're actually doing his DNA because he was related to the Tsars of Russia. DNA wise, so I absolutely think that, right. Isn't that interesting? It's absolutely fine. You see, the fascinating thing is that that um, in the in 1914, uh, the outbreak of the First World War, of course, you know, the, the, well, the war to end all wars, or was supposedly going to be. Um, the three, what's the word? I would, would I protagonist? Is that the right word? The three, the three leaders. Yeah. Um, King King George the Fifth. Mm-hmm. The Tsar of Russia, Nicholas, and Prince Wilhelm, or, or the, the Kaiser. Bismarck, or whatever he was. Yeah, Ka- the Kaiser, Kaiser Willie, Kaiser Bill, yeah. were all three grandsons of Queen Victoria. Hmm. They were cousins. There you go. All three of them. Mm-hmm. And they caused the, the death of millions and millions of people because of, you know, so... Yeah, and, and of course they were all intermarrying with each other, <laughs> uh, and yeah, um, so it is really thrilling for, for you know for, for William to be to be marrying um, a commoner. Her, her, her dad. Uh, we, it, it, we, we have a question from the Parax chat room for you, Richard. Oh yeah, come on. And, well, it's got to be for you because I have no clue. And and Silen <laughs> uh, Cat actually, this is for the Parax chat room. Uh, does Kate become a duchess, or will William just have the title? No, no, she's going to be a princess. A princess? Oh, yes, Princess Kate. Princess Catherine. Oh, wow. 
Oh, yeah, she, because the fabulous thing is, you see, she will be Queen of England. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Qu- Pr- Prince William... Is... Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, hold that, hold that for a second. Yes. Oh, how come the Queen... Uh, Philip, ah, I know what you're Philip say. is not the King of England, he's... Right? Because he becomes, he becomes consort, not king. So wouldn't she be <laughs> consort? Consort, yeah. Uh, in, in other words, I, I have no idea why. Don't ask me this one. But when, when the king marries, yes. his wife becomes queen. When the queen marries, her husband becomes a prince. <laughs> Or you consort. Know, thank God we have you here, Richard. That's all I can say. <laughs> Absolutely right. To straighten so, this yeah, bloody and, and mess that you what. have over there up for us. <laughs> yeah, but only once, only once that I know of, and it caused terrible, terrible trouble. And it's funnily enough about one of the ghost stories I'm going to tell you in a bit. Right, uh, Mary, one. Queen of Scots. Yep. Who you've heard of, of course. I would course. think. Who was beheaded? Uh, Scottish, the Queen, Queen of Scots. Queen of France, and she was a Catholic, and so the world believed that she should have been Queen of England, because mm-hmm. her granddad was King Henry the Seventh. Um, she married her cousin, of course, yeah, of course. who was also <laughs> a grandson of Henry the Seventh. And when they married, she was Queen of Scots, and she had him pronounced King of Scotland. Oh. And it caused terrible trouble. I would think so. And she even had his his head, uh, with his head put on on the coins with her. Really? So king, he should have been consort, but he became became king of Scotland, and he was murdered. Well, I guess that'll teach him. Huh? Strangled, and his ghost still wanders around Edinburgh to this day. Ooh! So there's that first little ghost story you see for you. But uh, apart from that. Uh, the queen, the real queen, you know what I mean? The the, the king's daughter who becomes queen, uh-huh. they don't ha- they their their husband doesn't become king, but but the the king's wife becomes queen, and I haven't got a clue what. So Kate Middleton will become Princess Catherine, and she will one day become Queen of England. Okay, so this is go. a big event. We we are watching the wedding tomorrow of the future king and queen. So there you go. Which is quite exciting, to say the least. Or very exciting. For some people. And, and oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, I mean, I get a lot of, uh, you know, on Facebook, I have a lot of friends from the UK, and thank you guys. I, I, I love you guys. And um, there's some people out there that don't like the Royals too much. Well, in England? Yes. In Britain. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, but you see, the thing is that they... They've, they've got, as far as I know, we, we will get on to ghosts in a minute. As far as I know, they've got very little power. Um, and they did, well, you, <laughs> in other words, they don't rule the country. Um, mm-hmm. That stopped That stopped when we cut the king's head off in 1649. Well, that would kind of do it, I guess. Sorry? I guess that would do it, wouldn't it? Well, it certainly caused problems, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see, King Charles I was getting too... Um, too powerful. He he uh, he be, he believed in in what what was preached to him by his father and by before the divine right of kings. That kings were put on this planet by God to rule 
as a little god. And they believed that they could do, well, they were god. They, they were, you know, god on earth. And right. um, believed they could do anything they wanted. Yeah, so we decided the best thing to do would be to chop one of their heads off. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it would make them realise that that they were mortal. Just the same as the rest of us. But yeah. here's a story for you to, to, to do with ghosts. Okay, you know we how, are going to talk ghosts, aren't we? We are going to talk. You, know, you do know how I'm a believer of in, in, in spirits still being around if, if their body isn't whole. We, in fact, we spoke about it last week, I believe. That if the body isn't whole, the spirit isn't whole, and there's no resurrection. Yep. Well, King Charles I, when they chopped his head off, they stitched it on before they buried him. They stitched it back on. Oh, yeah. Because they mm. didn't want him to send, send him to hell. They didn't want him to become a ghost. Isn't that So nice. if they thought that if they stitched That's his so head special. back on before putting him in the coffin and buried him, that he'd be okay. <laughs> Did it work? Uh, the, the surgeon's bill for stitching, the man that stitched his head back on, is still preserved to this day in the House of Commons in London. So it's true. Hmm. And, and that's because they didn't want to make the king a ghost. And, and, it, and you know what? The amazing thing is, apart from a very, very slight story of, of, of him appearing in Windsor Castle, there's almost no ghost stories whatsoever to do with King Charles I, even though... He had a traumatic, traumatic and tragic life and end, of course, you know, with, with a beheading in London. So perhaps it worked. Who knows? Exactly. That's the thing is we don't know. We can only yeah, we guess. We can only have our theories. Yeah. Well, we have our theories, all right. But that's why they did it. That's why they stitched his head back on, to save him from becoming... Would you believe a ghost? But I tell you what, here's something that, that would be terrible. You know, you were talking earlier about DNA... Correct. And, and how Prince Philip, who, of course, as you said, quite rightly say, was, was related to uh, uh, the Tsar of Russia and yeah, the Roman Kaiser and everybody else. Yeah. Um, you do realise that if they actually got into Westminster Abbey and started started opening the coffins <laughs> and DNAing all the kings and queens, I think they'd get quite a shock. Why? Am I talking treason here? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to go there. You see where I'm coming from, then. Yes, I do. You do, indeed, you do. Don't it's best not to. <laughs> it's the best life. Enough, old, Richard, old dogs. Enough treason for one night. I don't want to be hanged, drawn, and quartered. Mm. But you never know. You never know. You know, we, but we've been had. We've, haunted. we've had. Okay, we'll get to that. We, you know, we have uh, ghosts here as well uh, from royals that have seen ghosts. I mean, the most famous one is probably the, the, in the White House when. Uh, in uh, April 1952, Queen Julian of the Netherlands was staying at the White House, and uh, she was uh, that was during the uh, Truman administration. And uh, her and her husband, Prince Bernard, uh, she's a queen. Her husband's a prince. Interesting. They were staying in. Oh, the Lincoln... how funny! Mm-hmm. Hey, you see? And uh, they were staying in the Lincoln bedroom, and they heard a knock at the door. Staying in the Lincoln bedroom. Oh yes. And she heard a knock on the door in the middle of the night. She went up, opened the door, and wearing only her bedclothes and nightgowns, she saw President Lincoln's ghost standing there. Wow. Mm. Did, 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 you see, one day, if I, if I live long enough, I'd love to do either a, a DVD, of a book, or even a TV series about credible people that see ghosts. 
Winston Churchill saw Lincoln as well. Did you know that? Who? Winston Churchill. I know. Yeah. Exactly. And and yeah, these go yeah, in other words, these are the sort of people that you and I and probably the rest of the world would say, Well, they wouldn't make it up, would they? Exactly. They're credible people. Credible they, they source. No axe to grind. They don't need the publicity. Um they're not doing a TV program. They 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 have reported seeing ghosts, and and I would love to do something with with you know royalty, um, prime ministers, presidents, um, doctors, nurses, paramedics, people that see ghosts that that are credible, and it would be a good series. That would. I think it would be. So if there's anybody out there looking for a TV show, I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> You're always available. That I do know, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so, any, any, because I mean, obviously, um, Abe Lincoln is 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 a very well known um, ghost. Obviously, yeah, well known. He's well, the most you know, he, he believes his. He? Yeah, his wife was like big into the the paranormal and stuff. She used to hold seances in the White House and all that stuff. I didn't know that. Oh yes. Oh, I say. But he's been seen. I mean, his train's been seen as well, hasn't it? Exactly. That's in my book, Ghost Today. Ghost Today has ah. the story about uh, the spectral train of. Uh, uh, you know, interesting thing about that train is that they actually had a. Uh, I think it was either one or two morticians on board, and they would change the flowers every day because this train took a long time to get from Washington to Springfield, and he was not embalmed. Oh. So if you get my so drift, going off a bit. Yeah, that's it. And, and what also most people don't know is that his son Todd, who died uh, while he was in the White House, was buried in Washington. They dug him up and took him with them on the train. On the train. No. Oh yes. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yes, yeah, this is quite. But you see, I, I find this fascinating because one of my one of my many sayings is, "How can you have the ghost of an inanimate object like a train?" Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not. It's seen in various locations as well, isn't it? You're right. There's actually in my book, like I said, Ghost of Dead. There's, there's quite a few stories. Flying Dutchman and so forth as well. You know, I mean, those are inanimate objects. So that we have, yeah. Who knows? Airplanes, you know, flying fortresses, and oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's. Um, I don't know. Of course, we don't know. We have our theories, as you said, right. but um, something there, something in it. So, but, um, any more, any more sightings, you know, of, of famous people that have seen Lincoln in in the White House or anything? Oh, there's been tons from, but I, I didn't want to get into it too much. I actually want to find out about one of your uh, ghosts. I'm sure you do. And that would well, be like many, many. Because I mean, we obviously we have so many um, royal palaces, you know, in in in, in Great Britain, mm-hmm. um, and they're all unusual uh, story, extremely old, and, um, and then they're, they're I think nearly every one of them's haunted in, in some way by, and a lot of them are haunted by. Kings and queens and royalty. And I thought, you know, what a nice idea it would be. So with a, you know, with the royal theme, with the royal wedding coming up, sort of we we talked about one or two of the the the, the more famous hauntings um, of haunted houses and haunted, haunted castles and 
various things haunted by royalty. Uh, and I mean, I think probably um, the most famous and the most prolific ghost or haunting has got to be this lady called Mary Queen of Scots, who was um, she was a Catholic, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the, as I said, the granddaughter of, of King Henry the Seventh, uh, and her cousin, Queen Elizabeth, who became queen, of course, was a Protestant. But the problem was that in, in fifteen, uh, hold on, hold on, let's think about it. In fifteen fifty-eight, most of the world was still Roman Catholic, apart from us, who sort of become, you know, Church of England with Henry VIII. Right. And I'm afraid the Catholic world believed that Queen Elizabeth was a bastard, for want of a better word. She was oh. illegitimate, because her mother was Henry VIII's second wife. Really? Yeah, and according to the Catholic faith, of course, he should only have had one wife. Um, and the next person in line for the throne was Mary, Queen of Scots, the Catholic. And the world believed she should have been queen. And so there were plots and attempts to murder Queen Elizabeth and all things, all manner of things to try and put Mary, Queen of Scots on the throne. Um, and she she eventually be, ended up being imprisoned all around all round England by, by her cousin, Queen Elizabeth, uh, to keep her out of the way. And after 17 years of imprisonment in various castles around the country, uh, Queen Elizabeth signed her death warrant and had her executed in a castle. And she had a terrible, terrible death. It took the executioner three blows to take her head off. Is that a true story? Yes, absolutely. Gospel truth. Yeah. After the, after the, fir- the first blow, he, the, the, we even know the name of the executioner, a guy called Simon Ball. Um, and he actually missed, and he hit the back of her head by mistake. With the oh, eye. gosh, that's got a little... That's what she out. said. <laughs> <laughs> she, she actually looked up at him and just said the word, Sweet Jesus. <laughs> and then he, 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 he said, you know, he made her put her neck back on the block, and he took a second blow, and it still didn't sever the neck. Oh, gosh. And, and her head was hanging from the sinews of her neck, so he had oh. to get his knife out and cut the sinews of her neck. Oh. And then lifted the head in the air to shout, behold, the head of a traitor. And she was wearing a red wig, and the head bounced out of the wig. It dropped out of the wig onto the floor. Well, he was rather and inept, wasn't he? Just a bit. <laughs> and her lips continued to quiver for a quarter of an hour after she died, after she was beheaded. Hmm. And everyone said that it was her, you know, she was still praying to God, even though, even though she, she'd been beheaded. And her ghost is seen in just about every... Every castle, uh, stately home that she was imprisoned in. Yeah, what, what's the story with that, Richard? How, how does a ghost do that? I mean, exactly. just like... Now, I'm glad you asked me this, because, you see, the fascinating bit is that the, the castle that she was executed in... You know what, Richard? Fotheringay Castle, where she we'll had about, a terrible we'll death. We'll, 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 really... we'll get about 30 seconds before the break, okay. though. It, yeah, it, it doesn't it, haunt the castle where yeah. she was executed... But she haunts all these other castles around England and Scotland, um, where she was, where she was imprisoned, where she all right, lived. We'll continue this when we come back. You are listening Finish to Ghost Chronicles International on TojiNet, Parrax, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. We will be right back after the following messages. Thank you. Soon. 
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kolek, author and lead investigator of the New England Ghost Project, New England's own Van Helsink. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the blonde bombshell, and I'm the lead investigator of East Bridgewater's Most Haunted. And we'd like to invite you to tune in. Ghost Chronicles, the next generation. Every Wednesday night. At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.toginet.com. So, so yeah, what are they going to hear on this stupid show? What are they going to hear? They are going to hear things that they can't believe are happening. Like uh, Beyond Bizarre. And Cemetery Tripping. Oh, that's your deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one of these days you're going to get uh, so scared of one of these cemetery tripping things that uh, you'll, I'll have to get a new co-host. <laughs> I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see. scares me. Except so anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Anne and Ron. See you then. And we are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. And we actually have a call. Oh, oh goody. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. On, uh, let me put that through. Hello, caller. Hello. Oh, hey, Ron. This is Deb. Debbie Miller. No, yeah. this is perfect. Now, Debbie is a, is a medium, Richard. Uh, she's yeah. been on my Hi, Debbie. Hi, good to meet you. So uh, we're talking about hauntings and uh, most importantly, royal hauntings, because we have a big royal wedding going on here in the UK. So uh, we're interested. I mean, is it possible? I mean, do you know any instances where mediums have made contact with uh, royals in the United States, not in the UK? but in the United States, which is interesting. Oh, well, you're asking me an historical question. Um, that I don't have any knowledge about, but if you ask me if I think it could happen, of course. You could. Yeah, they and, have and, no boundaries, do they, I would think? Well, that's what I was trying to find out, Richard. Do 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 that, Do you know, can they just, like, or would they zip around somewhere else? Well, sure, why not? You know, we're not in a container. When when we go into spirit form, we're out of the box. So um, I would imagine, it, just like any other spirit, royal or not, <laughs> if they have a strong desire to be in a certain place at a certain time for a certain reason, they'll be there. Okay. There we go. But I presume that they they have to have that specific reason, don't they? Or in I other would words. Think so. <laughs> They wouldn't just turn up, would they? In, in uh, you know, I would think that Queen Victoria probably wouldn't just turn up at the Alamo one. <laughs> um, I, 
I, I wouldn't see why not. You know, you think of some of the um, the old seance thoughts that we have, all these people that gather in rooms and call upon certain spirits or, or uh, any of these such things. I mean, I, I suppose it's possible for people to dial the phone and have them come. Hmm. <laughs> well, if, 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 if you do so that, I mean, so? have you ever done that? Uh, um, ask for a royal? No. Oh. Uh, ask for a specific spirit to come at a certain time? Absolutely. Sure, yeah. that's part of what readings are about. You see, I think one of the biggest problems would be um, if you did ask for a royal, uh, <laughs> or it was really the sale, nobody would believe you anyway. Because everyone, you know, it, it's a little bit like, um, I, I don't know whether it happens uh, to you in the same way in, over in the States, but when, when people do things like past life regression, Everybody, everybody Everybody's seems to come through as either Napoleon Bonaparte or or um, Julius Caesar or Bodicea or you know what I mean. And people say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, it's yeah, absolutely. But then part, part of part of the mediumship time, whether you're doing a gallery reading or an individual session or how, well, how whatever the setting is, is that if the spirit's going to come through, they're going to come through with unique defining information that um, that yeah, that would be specific to who they are, right? So at that point, they would be providing evidence that, um, you know, that this is what maybe a particular thing that they wore or that they were known for or a twitch that they had that maybe was hidden from public view, but those among them in a closer circle would know. So in that sense, you begin to weed out, you know, what's, what's hokey baloney and <laughs> what yeah. might actually be, you know, a visitation. Mm. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> now, Richard, that's a lot of fun to think about. Yeah. Richard, you you were you know I mean you worked with a lot of mediums, David Wells and Derek yeah. Carr and and you know the whole bunch of them and, and, and um, Chris and oh yes yeah yeah and and, and on most the series and you went to a lot of castles and so forth oh, and, and you made contact with royals didn't you? Gosh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. We must have done because you see, but you see, that's the tr- the trouble that that I have. The problem I have is that that you know it, it it often seemed to be the person that was in the in the guidebook that that came through. Um, I mean, yeah, sometimes it was the the the, the unknown scullery maid that was made pregnant by the local lord <laughs> and, and hanged herself in in the. In the in the stables, uh, that sort that's of, so but, scandalous. That never went on in the royals, did it? Oh, <laughs> don't you believe it? <laughs> it probably went on more as, as much. As, oh yeah, very much so. Uh, but you know, it's always you know Lord so and so or King so and so that tends to come through on a TV program, <laughs> right? Because it's it's more exciting and more famous. Uh, and you know, I'm actually trying to think of of where I was when we actually did get. A royal coming through, and I'm sure someone out there will, will, will be able to tell me, but I can't think of one. <laughs> I, I actually can't think of. I mean, obviously, lots of places we were, we stately homes. Uh, oh, um, no, we didn't do it. I, I would imagine I wasn't on the show, but I would imagine that 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 King Edward the Second came through in Barclay Castle on on Most Haunted. I would think really? he had the he had the worst death that anybody could ever have on, on on the planet. But this is a family show, Ron, isn't it? Yes, it <laughs> so is. Thanks for mentioning 
If I just mention a, a hollowed out cow's horn and a red hot poker and leave the rest. Oh, of I don't even want to go there, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just, I just can't even begin to know how to put those things together. So I won't. So let me ask you this, Deb: <laughs> If if you had a spirit that um, suffered the way that this guy did, uh, would you feel that? I don't mean physically, but well, maybe. I don't know. Um, well, I, I think that all depends on the medium. You know, everybody has their their strengths and their language. Just like some people are really good at math, and some are really good at history. You know, um, but they they get to choose what um, what defining pieces of information they send through to us. So if they feel that that is the shorthand way to begin identifying who they are. Then absolutely, yeah. And and some of us may actually feel things in our body, but we're aware that it's not ours, and we can ask them to back off the sensation once we get the point, <laughs> and they do. So, um, but yeah, of course that can be communicated. You know, many times people will show us how they passed because that'll be a significant or way. Or how they to, were murdered, actually. I remember. Or, or murdered, but yeah. to, that would be a significant way for the person sitting for the reading to begin to identify who this person is over the other ten people in their lives that may have also passed. Yeah, but obviously you couldn't possibly. There would have to be a way of control, either from yourself as the medium or even, as you quite rightly say, asking the spirit, because you, <laughs> spirits can't go around all the time showing, giving people the, the ultimate pain of, 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 of death or something like that. That's just Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. No. That's exactly right. Um, you know, you, you, you go into a session asking for spirit to communicate with you, and they're going to communicate with you in a way that effectively gets their point across um, in as many ways as possible to give you a whole picture. Whether yeah. you're seeing it, feeling it, hearing it, tasting it, smelling it, knowing it, all of that, or any combination of that in isolation or um, in a grouping, you know, to, to really give the reader a chance to pass the information on effectively and efficiently to the person wanting the, uh, the reading. Did that make sense? So, um, Good stuff, Ron. So, so, you know, you, you definitely, as a reader, you definitely get to, to kind of negotiate um, how, how some of that goes about happening. You yeah. know, it's a bit uh, like having a volume control and being able to turn it down. Well, exactly. That's, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. can, you can definitely say, oh, okay, I get it. Thank you. If I'm drowning or getting crushed, I can say, okay, thanks. You know, please step it back a little. I got it. But um, yeah. So, anyways, I know that uh, you have an event coming up. You're doing with Mason, and that is when? That is Monday, May second. And what is it? Oh well, it's your Dining with the Dead series. It goes from seven to ten, and it's at the Wyndham Restaurant in Wyndham, New Hampshire. And we'll be having uh, food and spirits, <laughs> so, um, delicious dinner, followed by a mediumship gallery where um, whoever attends will will uh, go through the group of people and will make contact with uh, with the spirit of those who have passed on. It could be animals, it could be people, it could be loved ones, it could be the grouchy old guy that lived down the street when you were four, <laughs> and, uh, there you asking go. them to to share any uh, messages of 
guidance or hellos or humor, and uh, but something that people will connect with, something that uh, that will make sense to them uh, by the time we're done. There you go. And, and you know what, Richard? I might try her ask her, uh, Debbie to call in one of the royals when we do this thing. So once hey, again, this you is, do that. Yeah, this is a little yeah, you let me know next Tuesday. Yeah. Well, see, now where would the relevance be to the people that were attending? <laughs> you know? me, Maybe me. if we had somebody with, um, whoa, you know, whoa, with whoa, a lineage. Have me. Hello. Me. You? Yes, me. Tell us. Most you... wanted on the other side, yes. Lord, <laughs> Lord Ronald Kolick, and I do have my official uh, certificate sitting right here that I'm staring at, framed and on the wall. So, so you're Ronald. a secret royal? I am a royal, so there you go. Ronald. Okay. Ronald. on the radio. So, anyways, there are some tickets available, and you can definitely uh, go to our website, which is com. the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And uh, you can buy them from there. So, Deb, we want to thank you so much for dropping by. Okay. Nice talking to you. Well, thanks for having me. Good meeting you. Have fun. And and, uh, I will see you on Monday, I guess. uh, You guess. Of course you will. (laughs) (laughs) I can feel it. I can see it all now. She's a medium. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, guys. Have a great day. Thank thank you. (laughs) Ronald, Ronald, for all you know, you could well be related to Bonnie Prince Charlie. There you go. Because so, his mother was Princess Sobieska. There you go. Daughter right. of the King of Poland. See? I could very well be. So you anyway, could be. You, you know what? Because we're all I'm, related anyway, aren't we? So, uh, I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a news bulletin from the, uh, uh, the BBC. I, I see it's coming through now. Hello, yeah. this is Cedric Pugh here from the BBC. We're in Bowen, London, outside the old chippy. And unfortunately, last night, Jerry flew over and gave the chippy a real pounding. We found Mrs. Smith outside what's left of her terrace at number 36, and she had this to say. You can bum our chip shop, Adolf, but you're not having our tea. Tea will revive you. There we are. This is Cedric Pugh here for the BBC. Good night and stay safe. Okay. What was that all about? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's terribly nice one. Moving right along. Uh-huh. Anyways, I'd like to say hello to, uh, I believe it was Heather in the uh, Tojinet chat room. She's a, a new uh, chatter, and she just joined us. Hi, and Heather. she is from Heath, I think. Heath? Is that from how where? you say it in the UK? From where? Heath? 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 I don't know. H-E-A-T-H. How the hell do I know? Well, I don't. <laughs> the chances of me being able to tell how you pronounce it is very difficult when you say Devon. But... Oh, oh, what do you say? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Never mind. It's Heather from Hull. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> Hi, Heather from Hull. He got there in the end. You see, even Ron can't mess Hull up, can you? Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, great. Fantastic. <laughs> Uh, evidently, they've just seen me in a in a pink kilt, and uh, they're leaving the chat room. So uh, I don't know what that. I means, should but... think so as well. <laughs> that is pretty dreadful. So so anyway, what are you doing wait? with a pink kilt on? I was actually at a wedding. So there you go. My goodness me. So so anyways, we were talking a little bit about um, the royal, royal ghosts and so forth. I, I and, and I know. Uh, we were talking about Mary, but Anne Boleyn is also one that shows up a lot of times, right? Terribly, terribly, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, now I was, know she that... She was beheaded. Right. And, and so 
listen, listen to this, and then I want you, I want your comments on it. Okay, certainly. Uh, on May nineteenth, and this is reoccurring every May nineteenth, yep. to mark the anniversary of her death, a coach pulled by four headless horses pulls yep. up into the driveway of uh, Bickerling Hall uh, mm-hmm. with a decap decaptivated. I can't even say that. And decapitated. And her head in her lap. After yes. Anne's headless white ghost arrives, it is said she climbs out and inspects each room of the hall. Uh, and uh, I guess that also on that same debt, it seems Sir Thomas Baldwin, which I guess was her husband? Not that I know. I think it was her father. All right, whatever. He is said to yep. drive a headless team as well, and he crosses 12 bridges of Norfolk's County. So, so what's the deal with this? Why would ghosts be driven by headless horses? And, Correct. And what, what's the significance of going over twelve bridges? I've noticed a lot oh, of that. Well, that's all to do. Bridges are all to do with you know crossing over and that sort of stuff. Water, uh-huh. um, the, the ferryman, um, or either that sort of stuff. Um, I mean, but you know, headless coach. Headless horses, um, myths and legends. It's a bit like the Wild Hunt and Odin and and Hearn the Hunter and the Green Man. And mm, I, I, Ron, I'm not sure. Um, I have serious problems with with stories about you know headless horses. I mean, why why would anybody chop horses' heads off unless you were in the mafia, of course? Um, so I don't know. Um, and of course, she didn't she didn't die. At, at Blickling Hall, she no. was beheaded at the Tower of London, but that was her home. Uh-huh. Um, so, Ron, I don't know is, is the the answer. But one of the things that you you need to look at often is that sometimes people make stories up to keep people away from places. Really, and the more scary it is, the better. So you think this is like just an urban legend? It's, there's no truth to it at all, or whatever. Well, I'm a I'm a great believer in there's no no smoke without fire. Okay, and I'm a great believer in there is some some basis of truth somewhere in most most myths and legends, but I think they get distorted over the years. Um, and again, you know, only on the anniversary, as you quite rightly say, is her ghost seen. Uh, but I have problems with ghost stories like that. Um, but again, I, I think there's probably some some basis of truth somewhere. I would think, um, but you know, well, I mean, how many, how many people, you know, carry their heads round with them under their arm after they're dead? I, I, I don't know, but it's a good ghost story. It's a very British ghost story. But she also haunts the area of the Tower of London, which, of course, was a royal palace, uh-huh. and um, her ghost is often seen um, around the area where she was actually beheaded. Bullet but again, I have a problem. Here. Sorry, Ron. Bowling Hall? Uh, no, um, uh, no. This is um, the Tower of London. No, I, I hear she haunts Bowling Hall as well in Chester. Oh yeah, she, yeah. She's a bit like another one. But you see, the the thing that I have, you see, I say to people, look, guys, how 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 would you know it was Anne Boleyn? You know, would would you recognise Anne Boleyn if you saw her? And and then we say, oh no, well you see, she's been seen wearing a Tudor dress. And then I always say, well, yeah, but everybody, well, all the women, probably some of the men even, wore Tudor dresses in Tudor times, didn't they? But exactly. The problem is, Ron, she's the most famous person, and so she gets labelled as being the ghost. It's, so that's, it's the, famous, it's the famous ghost syndrome. syndrome. 
Yes. So, in other words, the house that... Uh, hang on a minute, let's think about the house that Florence Nightingale stayed in. If there's a grey lady seen there in a Victorian costume, oh, it's Florence Nightingale. Uh, even though she didn't die there, she didn't have any traumas there, nothing happened. But because she's the famous person that visited, then it's her ghost. Okay, but if they saw a headless ghost, wouldn't they just assume that it was her because she was headless? Yeah, but how many more people will, will be headed? Oh, in a those lot. Days? Evidently, you guys got pretty. Uh, oh, we got through a lot. Carried of them. away with that a little bit. Yeah, we did, exactly. I mean, Henry VIII had two of his wives beheaded for a start. Mm. He had six wives, and two of them were beheaded. Um, and very good year for the well, choppers. Mm -hmm. Sorry, a very good year for the choppers. Oh, it, oh, it was a very good. Henry VIII had a lot of people, um, an awful lot of people beheaded. Um, and a lot more hanged, drawn and quartered. Roman Catholic priests hanged, drawn and quartered in, in the 1530s and 40s. And, you know, terrible times. Um, so I, I'm not sure about But very quickly, getting back to this Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah. And the fact that she haunts so many different places. I've got this thought, and again, it's just one of my many ravings, for want of a better word. You know, to be special, you know, to be very famous and to be well-loved and everything, you have to have a lot of energy, charisma. True. Um, and so, in other words, you know, there's been lots and lots of people, kings and queens, but some of them are more famous and more loved and more remembered than others. And that means that you've got a little bit of that certain extra something, that, call it energy, if you like. Yeah. And so, is it not possible, when you meet someone like that, you often say, do you know, they left a real impression on me. This is true. So does that mean that that person also leaves a real impression of themselves on the building that they've been in? Very true, Richard. Very good. Isn't we actually it? have a question for you from the English chat room. Yeah, the English chat oh, room. <laughs> I call it the English <laughs> chat room. The, from the Tujanet chat room. This is Heather from Hull again. And she wants Hi, to know, do you know, any, do you know if uh, Queen Elizabeth I haunts anywhere? She is reputed to haunt... Oh, gosh, I think it's Windsor Castle. Um, I'm going to look down to see where I can see any mention whatsoever of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and I can't. Um, she, I mean, she had a, a very... She was terrified of dying. Absolutely terrified of dying. Uh, and she wouldn't go to bed. She sat up for days um, on, on, uh, on cushions... Because really? she believes that the moment she, she uh the moment that she, she went to bed She closed her eyes, she would die. Yeah. Yeah. Um oh, that's I'm sad, terrified of that. But to be honest with you, um there aren't as far as I know, there are very few Oh, I know it she's supposed to haunt a castle called Ke Kenilworth Castle. Kenilworth? Um, in Northamptonshire. Okay. Guys, if, if I've got that wrong, I think it's Northamptonshire. Pretty sure it is. Because she, she never married, but she had a, a lover um, called, um, um, gosh, I uh, can't remember his name, the Earl of Leicester. Mm -hmm. And she had clandestine meetings with him at um, Kenilworth Castle. And their ghosts have been seen walking arm in arm uh, around in the courtyard of the castle. And I think it's probably a place that she was very, very happy. And so I think it's a place that she probably returns to with her lover, who was beheaded. Ah, okay. And so she never married him, because he was, he was two-time in her. <laughs> he was married, and she wasn't very happy when she found out. And, uh, but he was the love of her life. 
And so, you know, I, I'm a great believer, as you know, in, in people that have, have loved the place, were happy in a place, returned to it. Um, what about if you're not happy? Now, for instance, uh, Castle Rising in Norfolk, yeah. uh, according to what I read, that um, Queen Isabella, uh, yep. Edward III's mother, uh, was kept Correct. there for 27 years. She was, she was. accused of killing uh, her son, Edward II, in 1328. That's it. And, he had him horrendously murdered. Yeah, so she supposedly went insane, and if you go there yeah. now... You can hear laughters and scream on a cold winter's night. You're right. I've actually it's, been and filmed it. You have. It, Very, have it's got some lovely Yeah, and she's she's reputed to haunt it. Um, but she she didn't die there. She 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 died in I believe in Hertfordshire after oh, becoming wow. a, um, a Franciscan nun. Uh, and the idea of that was so that she could get through the pearly gates without uh, being recognised. Thank goodness. There you go. But um, she exactly. So she didn't like the place, but she haunts it. Um, well, wait a minute. And again, that I wonder be, if this, she left it. This might be a classic of your uh, uh, stone tape theory, where yes. it would be a residual haunting. I mean, if it sounds yes. the of screaming from and her because of being in prison there, yeah, could be so great that she may stay. But tell you what, very, we haven't got long, have we? Oh my God, no! Wow, that was no, very quickly. Here's something that I just I'd love love people to know this one. Um, Princess Diana. Um, yes. Of course, probably the most famous woman in the world. Don't I tell me think. she hides somewhere. Uh, uh, no, she doesn't, that I know of. But basically, obviously her son is, is William, who's getting married. And right. Althorpe, which is the family home of, of the Spencer family, Diana lived there, of course, for many years, um, is haunted by Diana's grandfather, the seventh Earl of Spencer. Um, and it's quite amazing, because basically he loved that house. He loved Althorpe House so much... But after he died, he continued for a long time and probably still to this day is still seen, even even at a family party, a big wedding that was taking place there. And um, he'd been dead for about seven months. And people in the, in the, in the, the party actually saw him circulating amongst the, the group. And really? was seen by some of the, the younger children. Um, so physically seen? Cousin. Sorry? He was physically seen. Physically seen mingling amongst the guests at Althorpe, yeah. And, and also, after the party, uh, about three or four days later, the butler's wife actually bumped into him on the staircase. Oh, my well, gosh. Well, I say bumped. She didn't bump in. She saw him on the staircase, and all she said was, was words to the effect of, nice to see you back, my lord, <laughs> and carried on doing her duties. I mean, that's, and he's around for one reason only, Ron. That's because he loved the place. And he's right. I mean, be honest with you, I have run into hauntings that I've investigated where we've run into spirits that were there for that particular reason, is that they simply loved the place. Yeah. And that's a prime, absolute prime example. You know, they're not all scary monsters that are around because oh, no, they were no. murdered and beheaded and tortured and, and, and all that. And, you know, there are an awful lot of hauntings, benign hauntings, for want of a better word, of people that, that literally stayed around because they spent a lot of time in the place, they did a lot of work to it, and it was the love of their life. Mm. And so hey, they ceiling, still ceiling there, part of the part of the furniture. Ceiling cat from the Pararex chat room was one of the, uh, commented was uh, the uh, the Earl of Spencer there was he the life of the party? 
I like it. He could well have been, couldn't he? The, Oh, Dead, no, no. Can the ghost be the life of the party? I don't know. <laughs> you never. That's how good I shall remember that one. Thanks for that. I can use that over and over and over again at the next Dining with the Dead. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you know what? The, the, I, I enjoyed your Dining with the Dead because you are such a great storyteller. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that I have this attribute for telling telling tales. Well, not telling tales. That's the wrong word. But yeah, storytelling basically. And that's why mm-hmm. you know I've, I've sort of nineteen years of. of doing ghost walks around various places, um, telling stories, telling ghost stories, basically. Right. You, would, you, would be that, you would be that guy in the village that would bring the history to each new generation. That's what it is. Well, the number of people that say to me, have said to me over the years, I wish you'd been my history teacher at school. I wish I had been a history teacher. I suppose I am a history teacher. You are. You are. You just because not. You I know, believe, you're just not in the school. I believe that ghosts and history go together. On. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know that's what I'm all about. I'm, right. I'm you know the reality of it. I'm not. I don't try and tell just silly, scary ghost stories. I, I like them to be associated with you know with the history of of wherever I am actually, wherever I'm you know, be it Gettysburg or um, or uh, wherever you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we just about a minute left. Uh, do you have any events coming up or anything you'd like to talk I'm about? I'm at a, um, a place called Cusworth Hall on Saturday night uh, with Leslie Ferrari, the young lady that we had on a few months ago. Oh, I remember. Uh, ghost yeah. night events. Very I've good. never been to Cusworth Hall. I don't know what to expect. But if anybody wants to come along and join me, there are some places left. If they okay. go on to Ghost Night Events uh, website... Ghost Night Events website. Uh, I shall be there on uh, Saturday night, and it's Good. Virgin Territory. I, I don't know anything about it yet. I haven't even looked it up, so I'm looking forward to that one, Rob. Oh, that should really be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good one. Damn, wish it I was really going. Is. Sorry, I wish I was going. Yeah, I wish you were coming as well. And um, uh, you also had a visitor for one of our listeners. I understand too. Just I past. did indeed. Yes, she came on a ghost walk with me, Cherry. And she's, she's, she emailed me the other day. If you're listening, Sherry, I got your email, but you know what I'm like. I'm terrible for emails. Yeah, that um, I do know, Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's actually got me a copy of the book, uh, Don't Call Them Ghosts, that we had the young lady on a few months ago. Oh, yes. Do you remember that wonderful yep. story? Kathleen O'Connell, I believe her name is. Yeah. Well, I've, ever since, I've been trying to get hold of the book, and apparently Sherry's got me a copy. Excellent. So I can't wait. I'm really, really looking forward to reading that. Well, it's time we wrap it up. To- all right, guys, that's a so, shame. Yep, so from uh, Ron and Richard, it's time to say goodnight and God bless all. Talk to you soon, guys. Happy haunting. From goalies to ghosties, long-legged beasties, and things that go bump in the night.